guys, it's Sabra and Courtney here with another episode of Impractical Theorists. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about manifestation, the laws of attraction, tarot, and the other metaphysical things. So for those of you who don't know, um, Courtney and I are both practitioners of witchcraft or modern day witchcraft. Um, we each kind of have our own unique path, but there's a lot of things that sort of coincide in the two different practices that we have. And um, recently, the both of us have been kind of working on really focusing on manifesting our goals in a tangible way and utilizing the law of attraction to bring about what we desire out of our life, which it sounds, I'm sure, weird to the average person, but it's actually mm-hmm. really tangible and... Uh, once you start making a practice out of doing so, it's it's a lot easier than what you think. Yeah, I just want to throw out there too, like, we know what you're thinking right now. <laughs> like, like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> right. No, and I just want to kind of put, give out my perspective on the whole thing because, yeah, I mean, I used to think of people who try to practice witchcraft as weird and like out of touch with reality, you know? But the more that the more research that I've done into it, I mean, honestly, and I'm telling you this, uh, you know, with the utmost honesty, um, is it's basically like it's it's like any other religion. Um, your rituals are basically a, a prayer ritual because um, essentially you're um, kind of praying and doing things in accordance with what you're praying for and um you know light a candle which a lot of people already do that when they're praying mm-hmm. when they're praying you know um it's not really a whole lot different it's basically like and it and it's really open it kind of is open to interpretation so you can kind of make like craft your own craft really like um you know whatever you believe to your core that is true and just kind of go with that and um I feel like it has a really powerful way of helping us set intentions and kind of um, move you know in accordance with what we're trying to manifest you right. know because it kind of takes you out of it takes you out of the you know hustle and bustle like when say when you're like doing a ritual or whatever it takes you completely away from all that because you are so focused in that moment on setting the intention and praying about it and putting forth your best intention and I also want to put out there as well um a lot of people think that witchcraft is evil and um you're worshiping satan and um, that is so completely not true no it's not I mean it's the Wiccan culture is completely, completely different from, like, Satanism. Right. And, you know? Well, and to and to add in, because you brought up the term Wiccan, and I think that it's important to distinguish that Wiccans, in most cases, do practice witchcraft, but you do not have to in order to be Wiccan, nor do you have to be Wiccan in order to practice witchcraft. So they, right. they go hand in hand, yeah. but they are two separate entities where I like to look at it as... Uh, Wicca is a religion. Um, it is a an organized practice to an extent, whereas um, practicing witchcraft is kind of a, I like to think of it as more of a spirituality. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily have to follow or pray to a particular deity. Um, there's there's guidelines set in place as to um, how your spells work and um, sort of the um, 
sort of the rules, I guess, uh, as to as to how you should conduct yourself. But it's um, I like to think of it as a lot looser. You know, you don't have to do everything that everyone else does. Like you said you can kind of tailor it in your own way. And granted, there are people who you know use it for negative things, and um, I don't follow any of that. Um, I don't. I mean, I know neither one of us particularly use you know magic for harm towards others well yeah i mean i do baneful magic but i for me in my own practice um i look at it as a balance of light and dark good and evil um like like the symbol baphomet for example and i and i think this is a kind of another important thing that ties in and sort of breaking down um uh society's ideas of what the occult is so baphomet a lot of people say that that's satan or they right. uh, uh attribute that to satanism or uh the worship of satan and baphomet is actually just the image of um or the depiction of balance it is both male and female it is both light and dark good and evil um man and beast um, and for me, I think that that resonates a lot in my practice because as I do a vast majority of, um, positive healing, helpful magic, I also believe in the balance of good and evil and that, um, if somebody truly, truly, truly deserves it and I feel that in my heart and I really, I really think about baneful magic before I actually practice it and is this worth my energy is this worth my mm-hmm. sacrifice because there is uh there is always a sacrifice when you're practicing magic both good and evil um or I shouldn't say good and evil because I don't really think think that that's a and we're not talking defined. about sacrificing animals right and stuff so I know that there are there are practitioners who do that and yeah. I just I choose not to do that that is it whatever works for you works for you that for me is just something I could never do right um but the point being is that um I really think about the consequences of my actions before performing baneful magic I don't try to do it a whole awful lot just because I know that the sacrifice is much greater than in doing more positive magic. Um, but for me, uh, yeah, of course I've, I've absolutely, you know, hexed or cursed people before because I truly, <laughs> truly, truly felt that they were bad and that, yeah. uh, and maybe, you know, it, it is a little selfish. Some people like to think of it that way because I feel like karma is not doing their due justice uh, at a time in which I feel like it should be served. And, uh, more often than not, I do it so that people will stop being an asshole um, and just kind of like get it but reflected karma, in their face. You know, karma is all about that long game. <laughs> you know, True. and and I, I think that's kind of what's satisfactory about it. Sometimes is that um, you know I see an immediate return, and then I get to know that um, the the wheel's gonna come around again. I love that, especially you know tarot because um, I know that's we're gonna tie this in. There's a card in tarot. It's called the wheel or the wheel of fortune. And it symbolizes the cycles of life, the uh, the good times and the bad times, and um, the return of energy, um, both positive and negative, back into your life in their due time. And, uh, you know, I like to think that life's going to come around and get those people extra hard. But I just like to throw a little of my own flair into it. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it's... Um, it's been a journey, like, you know, and just learning and practicing about magic and um, kind of really figuring out the truth behind it. And I know for me personally, uh, I grew up with a pretty religious household 
and I was raised in Christianity uh, up until I was about 17, 18, and I stopped going to church. And there was like a lot of religious trauma that I had to heal from. And as I started kind of growing and learning about myself and kind of formulating my own thoughts and feelings and opinions about the world, it's really when witchcraft kind of came about. And I think that I really had an interest even from childhood. I just didn't really know what it was in a truthful sense. Like I thought, oh, magic, it's like Harry Potter. Yeah. But it's not like that at all. It's Well, I always thought of it when I first, because I was kind of interested, you know, when I was a kid, and this was before Harry Potter. Um, but I mean, but it also had its evil connotations, you know, that people have put in, in society has put on on magic in general and so it was kind of like um and I still kind of feel this way even to this day and that's my own kind of personal journey of breaking down those barriers in my head but like you know my family did raise me Baptist Christian Mm -hmm. and although I never really felt I never really could relate or felt that it was true even from like a young age I really questioned it you know um, but, but I still had this feeling of witchcraft is evil, you know, because right. that's what my grandma always, my great grandma always made me believe. Like she didn't even like my little brother and I like reading and watching Harry Potter. Right. I was, yeah, I was the Christian kid in middle school who had to read Harry Potter on the low and like couldn't bring it home or anything. <laughs> like I couldn't, we couldn't talk about magic in my household because, um, my mom is a firm believer that it's real in a different sense of how I see it as real and that it is of the devil. And it's, and it's, and it's so crazy how it's such a different definition, you know, between the two worlds, like between your mom's world or like someone, uh, an outsider looking in who, you know, is strong in their own religion, which, you know, by all means teach their own. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, here to tell anyone what they believe is wrong. Um, but I do want people to be more open to, you know, what other people choose to believe, you know, you wouldn't like me coming to you and making a joke out of your religion. Right. You know, um, and I don't expect anyone to do that to me. Um, I wouldn't say that I am even really religious, uh, even practicing, uh, magic once in a while. I mean, it's more of a spiritual thing to me. I feel like I'm, um, mostly my journey with it is trying to connect with my higher self and, you know, kind of find myself and learn more about myself and be able to find my strengths and, like, live my life, you know... Power uh, within. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at. I don't really... I don't... And I'm not saying anything negative for anyone else who chooses to practice in their own way. Um, I don't really put much thought into like you were talking about hexing people and stuff um of course that's just that's just me but I'm not that like devout mm-hmm. as much as mo- a lot of uh, practitioners are I don't know maybe maybe there is a large group of us that are kind of just like not really on the fence but just like not completely devout you know like like I am with any religion like I'm I've never been a religious person now I think that's completely different than being a spiritual person and because that's just a whole different ballgame. That's just, it's less of what people tell you and more of acting from the heart and like, you know, kind of trusting yourself, going with what feels right, you know, um, well, I think this is just not to like interrupt you, but to, to kind of add into it is 
um, like agreeing that our our practices are very like vastly different. And I might do more spell work on my end, but I don't think that that would make you any less devout because you, um, you're more focused on, you know, other elements such as like manifestation and setting, uh, tangible goals and putting your intention into, uh, bringing those goals into a physical realm, which I, I definitely feel is a part of witchcraft is, is that, um, you know, magic is not the end all be all. It isn't like I can cast a spell and then that's it. That's all I have to do because there is physical work that has to go behind it. Spell work and, and rituals and, and all of the, um, I truly feel like it's a more powerful form of manifestation. Yeah. It's truly all it is. And and I like to think of it as when you're doing a ritual, you're, you're taking all these steps and you're, um, it's, it allows you to give, um, focus and give energy into Mm -hmm. bringing about the things that you want out of your life and about interjecting your energy and your intention into that of the divine plane of the universe. And I use divine plane not to specify that there is a god or gods um, because I me personally I believe that all deities exist concurrently everybody is there but you know people of different descents and different regions and different um, races they believe in particular gods you know what I have to stop you real quick because me and my mom just had a recent conversation about this and basically so we were talking about the astral plane mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were talking about Reiki and she was talking about past life regression and just like all these things that kind of um, connect to the spiritual realm and my mom was telling me you know it's her belief and she is Christian but she also like has her her wits about her like she has her own beliefs regardless of what religion says to believe or you know what I mean so she tells me that basically your spirit before you live like you're basically reincarnated but like that you you choose these people to be in your life because you want to have certain experiences to bring you closer to enlightenment yeah and um ultimately you know after living so many lives you'll reach that level okay so i've always kind of been on the fence with uh with that but it does make sense to me because it's recycling life and i really feel like reincarnation is you know uh it makes sense to me mm-hmm. so um so then we are talking about well you know what if that's what if that's what the explanation for it all you know pe- the, the spirits and things that in gods per se that we perceive as being deities maybe once just started out as normal soul people, you know, starting out on their journey. And after a while, they've come to enlightenment. And that's what brings them to this godlike soul status. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, I mean, I don't know, that just kind of sparked a little, ooh, that's interesting. Right. Well, and it's funny that you bring that up because I was um, watching, and I cannot remember this practitioner's name off the top of my head, but I was watching a TikTok the other day from a a pretty... um, big influencer and they were like telling a story essentially and it was about this guy he's like there's this guy named bob and uh skip a little bit forward bob dies and he goes and he meets god and uh he he says um you know what happens now and and god says well you're going to be reincarnated as a 14th century peasant girl and he's like wait what do you mean like uh you know we can go forwards and backwards and different areas in time and he goes 
Yes. And he's like, because when you have lived every life there is ever to live, then you become like me. That's interesting. See, and it's, and it's, See? um. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. And I think that just goes to show that time is really a man-made construct. And that, uh, I think, you know, in the sense of divinity, um, or the, uh, possibility or the, you know, uh, belief that gods are out there, that it, it really, um, transcends the sort of societal norms like time and money and things you know of this realm that we have established for ourselves that kind of put limitations uh in a sense or put up roadblocks and that yeah you know time isn't just a forwards and backwards it is multi-dimensional it is yeah. existing all at once currently and right. i think that that's a really interesting way to sort of think about it and that you know uh what makes up a god in the first place, you know? Uh, I guess we like to think of it as an all-powerful being, but who's to say that that's actually the definitive truth? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, uh, kind of circling back around, you know, um, I just, I think it's interesting um, in talking to people of um, other faiths in a sense, uh, especially like people from the Abrahamic religions like Judaism and, um, you know, Christianity, Catholicism, and then, you know, outwards of that in, in your um, Eastern traditions where you're looking more at like Buddhism and Islam, um, where, you know, we have this idea on what witchcraft is, you know, it's it's evil, it's it's satanic, and that's kind of how I feel like a lot of people who aren't practicing or are a little more closed-minded uh, kind of view it, and... It really, it really isn't like that at all. Um, you know, just because I practice baneful magic doesn't make me an evil person. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. I, like I said, try to do more good than bad because I believe, I mean, I believe in the balance, but me as a person, I like to help people. So that's mm-hmm. why I started kind of practicing witchcraft and I got into tarot, um, you know, like, oh my God, it's almost like three or four years ago because I wanted to help people and I saw this as an outlet in order to be able to give advice and to help people further because it's like as a cancer like we're considered like you know the mom zodiac and um you know I don't want any children so this is a way for me to be helpful and to be um you know like the mom for other people mm-hmm. and I know around divination practices there is a lot of sort of preconceived notions as to what it is again it kind of ties into that idea that it's you know of the devil but divination uh, it's it's not fortune telling what like what people think it is mm-hmm. i'm not reading people's future mm-hmm. i'm not telling you what's going to happen for anything i mean if if i were to say anything about it i think the thing that resonates more with me is that it it's like connecting to your higher self um and whether that's through a subconscious or unconscious uh level um i don't know how i mean you know obviously none of us really know how it works but what I can say is that every time that we have had a session with cards, they've always been right. Right. Yeah. Even in predicting, you know, what's going to happen. Potential. Well, and you know, I think... Or, like, what path I'm going down, it's always spot on. And I think that, um, you know, something to keep in mind... Um, so, for... Uh, Tara was based on, like, your conscious and subconscious energy, that um, we know for a fact that energy cannot be created or destroyed, and everything that is existing on this earth right now 
has once been something else before that um, and that the energy was simply recycled into another thing Mm -hmm. and that our conscious and subconscious thought is also made up of energy and that tarot cards are um, a way for that conscious and subconscious energy to manifest themselves on a physical plane Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean and, and tarot is several centuries old i mean it uh it started off as a um like a playing card for like i want to say 14th or 15th century italian um yes uh like uh kings and the and the royalty um and it started getting um the metaphysical influences from the kabbalah which is the um hebrew um like i want to say like art of metaphysical interpretation from the bible um, and that's where we get a lot of, like, the Rider weight deck, the OG deck that anyone, you know, like, a lot of newbies start off with. Um, a lot of that has religious influence, like the Hierophantus, the Pope. Um, uh, judgment is supposed to be about uh, Judgment Day and Revelations. And um, they have utilized the Kabbalah to kind of put a metaphysical um, depiction and description into tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there it has sort of... Um, developed more and we've kind of added more to it and um and then you know it's just kind of gone crazy as far as you know all these different unique decks and um utilizing unique symbolism to kind of uh allow the author to interpret it in their own sort of way Mm -hmm. and then you know and then you use the cards me as a tarot reader i use them and i interpret them in my own way based upon what i know from each of the cards and the imagery and the colors because all of that sort of ties in um, but bottom line is it, it doesn't predict the future. It's like a mirror. Mm-hmm. And when your conscious and subconscious thought manifests itself in a physical realm through these cards, my, my only job is to just interpret them as how I see them and right. their relation and conjunction <clears throat> to each other uh, as in the uh, each individual spot of the spread. And that's it. The reason why they're so accurate is because you have picked them, you have manifested them and have they have displayed themselves in front of you and and really my job is so so small in the grand scheme of reading tarot because all I do is understand the cards mm-hmm. and read them to you <clears throat> but this is you this is your reflection of your own conscious and subconscious thought and that allows you know uh character flaws and um learning experiences in your past to show you what potential future you can have because it really comes down to cause and effect it's like if you drive drunk you're very likely to get pulled over or get in a car accident and i can't tell you which one's going to happen but that's what we know as potential mm-hmm. yeah um shoot i just lost what i was gonna say um Sorry, I went on like a bit of a tangent there. Like, oh, tarot's like my thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, I started thinking about when we first used the Ouija board together. Oh, and then I thought, oh, okay. So here's where I got. Here's where I went with it. Um, I've said this before, I think, on the show and to you, um, many times, is that, um, you know, our consciousness is obviously we've evolved to have this consciousness for a reason. Um, and I believe that like wholeheartedly that it has a direct connection with the physical realm um and you know for us and it makes sense that you know because we have used ouija boards and tarot cards and pendulums yeah yeah all that stuff for centuries you know this stuff is not new to society so it would only make sense 
that we were developing our consciousness through that time and evolving it more and more. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I say that because, you know, it's invisible. The, the, the energy is invisible, but here's the thing. It's just like, uh, when you have a plant, you have two plants, you talk shit to one all day and you talk great, beautiful things to the next, to the other one. And naturally that, the one that you were talking nice to, that plant is going to flourish. That actually happens. Yeah, like that's scientifically proof. proven, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Right. Like, you know, how how else do you explain that? Um, and it's a, kind of the same thing with, um, with using the Ouija board. Like, a lot of people think that it's really... Um, and I have mixed feelings. Like, obviously, I have no idea how it works. Um, and I have no way to prove um, that, but at the same time, um, I don't feel that, I feel like most of it is connecting with your higher self and, um, using, um, and a lot of people use it to connect with spirits and things. And, and I'm not saying that that doesn't happen either, but I think that, um, it can be utilized maybe in multiple ways. Um, because, you know, it would work similarly to tarot cards because that is your subconscious, you know, moving that, moving the planchet um it's and it's just like you know it's your subconscious that are picking the cards you know what I mean yeah so I I feel like maybe it could be maybe it's both maybe there is no definite um you know maybe people can talk to spirits and their higher selves and like you know kind of use it and or utilize it in that way yeah so I think it's this just like instantly popped in my head as soon as you started talking about this because I I see what exactly what you mean and to add to that um I almost feel like or wonder if um a Ouija board is like a door and if we know that time is happening in not just like you know it's not happening in a straight line it's all happening concurrently mm-hmm. you know both the past the future and the present what if it's just a doorway and we can not only connect with spirits spirits in this current reality that have passed, but also spirits from centuries ago or like, um, you know, representations like our past selves or our past lives. And then also reach into the future and talk with our future selves or future spirits. Oh, yeah. And that it's Good just point. one big doorway to sort of whatever is on the other side of the veil any sort of spirit or entity that exists in the past, the present, or the future. Right. And I also want to say, too, like, we're not, we don't go into this, like, you know, without considering all aspects. Like, we we always, like, you know, are uh, good about, like, we've only used it a couple times together. But we always, like, you know, protect ourselves and utilize, you know, all of the the protection skills that we've learned in practicing uh, witchcraft to not only physically protect our own bodies and minds, but to physically protect and spiritually protect our our homes and spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on on the off chance that you know um, there is something negative on the other side that wants to come through, because I like I said, I feel like it's just an open door, right? And that that can bring in and you also the good I and the like- bad. I feel like you also have to be really in touch, you know, you, you have to know, like, okay, this doesn't feel right, like, let's get out of here, you know what I mean, and, um, it's just that easy with disconnecting 
really. I mean, I know that though there are some stories of people, you know, becoming possessed after using a tarot or a tarot card. A Ouija board. A Ouija board. And, um, you know, I still don't really know how I feel about that. I don't know really my stance on possession because I don't, I just don't know how, you know, like if that's kind of a hard one for me to throw a theory out on because, um, you know, I, I mean, since I was a little kid, I've loved scary movies and I sure love in those, love watching those exorcisms <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Um, and I've actually seen like, um, you know, some documentary st- style, you know, things as well. So it's hard to tell, you know, it's hard to say whether it actually happens or whether maybe that's, uh, some kind of strange, um, thing that happens in your brain or, you know, it's really hard to tell. Right. Or hard to say. Um, it's kind of like when I was, when we were talking about earlier, um, before we started recording, um, we were talking about how there's these magnetic fields throughout the world that are like, um, really particularly strong. Like a dead zone. Yeah. And they're also dead zones because, um, like animals, and humans kind of flock away from these zones because the magnetism messes with our brain processes. And I mean, I don't know if you've all ever heard of this, but basically you're in, that's why these animals and basically any kind of living being avoids these areas because they can't think straight and they can't function. Right. Um, so that's kind of, you know, what I was getting ready to say in relation to being like an exorcism. Now I'm not saying that it's the magnetism, but I'm saying that there are these like invisible forces that are physical forces, yes. not supernatural forces. Right. You know what I mean? That could be affecting. Right. That you can't, it's, it's not like, uh, you know, what we consider like ghosts or spirits or demons or angels, things that we believe in, but we can't see, but a tangible physical thing like gravity or magnetism, where we can see it in action, but it's still an invisible force. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and I'm not saying that, I mean, maybe it, maybe people actually do get possessed by evil spirits. I'm not really sure, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just don't really know how I feel about that. I've thought about it a lot in my life, uh, but that's that's kind of different. But, I mean, for us, I mean, I feel like you also can't go into it like being naive either right you know, like you've got to know what the hell you're risking right now you know what I mean or at least be open to the possible risks right and know? I think that that's um keeping an open mind and, and um being what's the word I'm looking for being um like perceptive and sort mm-hmm. of just kind of Going, okay, you know, I don't know if this is real or if it's not, and uh, so I'm going to keep an open mind about it. I'm going to protect myself, but I'm also going to, you know, listen to my intuition and that uh, that, um, that gut feeling. Because I like, like, you know, when people aren't practicing, they think intuition is like this mess, mystical, magical, you know, feeling, and it's not. I really, it really comes down to that gut feeling. There's mm-hmm. always going to be a voice inside of you that says, you shouldn't do this, or I think this is what's going to happen, or, you know, maybe you should go for this because, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever, um, and that 
letting yourself be your guide and mm-hmm. trusting in that inner voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps guide you through some of these complex situations where you only know of potential, you don't know of certainties. Right. And to add to possession, I feel like there's different kinds of possession as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not only you know can you be a host for negative entities that attach themselves to you um, and kind of feed off of your fears and weaknesses, but I know that there are... Um, and I don't know if this is the correct term, but it's like spirit writing where you just channel whatever spirits are coming through and they like literally take over your body and just write. Uh, oh, and, yeah. And I know that there have been people who have done that or, you know, they'll come, they'll channel through your body and like and talk through but, you. Okay, so here's my thing though, because it's hard for me to discern sometimes whether, I mean, at least for me personally, like, you know, say, and okay, I'll just relate this to like picking out tarot cards, okay? Sometimes it's hard for me to discern when I'm picking the cards, like, is that my imagination or is that, like, really what's coming through? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so, in those situations with, like, what you were just talking about, it's like, is it their imagination or is it actually real? You know what I mean? Because sometimes, I mean, we have very large imaginations, you Mm -hmm. know, and some people don't I mean I don't know some people can't separate sometimes you right. know and uh, I mean that that can be called into question too well I think that's the complexity of religion and spirituality is um it comes down to the root word of faith and um having faith that what you believe is real and it may not be real to everybody but it's real to you mm-hmm. and that you have a you know set of values and a set of beliefs from within that faith and that is how you you know you go about your life and how you um maybe you know you you establish your morality and the things Mm -hmm. that you believe are acceptable or unacceptable is just having that faith in you know your own set of beliefs and guidelines whether you follow a strict religion or whether you have just a spirituality um and that it can be complex sometimes because i think as humans we we struggle with deciding what's real and what's fake because we only have um, this reality and we have such a minor and small understanding of that, you know, that uh, the things that are outside of what we consider real, that we can physically see with our, or, you know, that we can um, experience with our five senses, that it can be difficult to kind of go, okay, you know, I can't see it, I can't touch it, I can't smell it, like, you know, none of that exists within my physical realm, but it's there. Right. And oh, I it's think, just like what we were saying about gravity and magnetism and things, you know, I mean, right. why it obviously doesn't stop there, you know, because like I said, we, we've got to have this consciousness for a reason. I mean, there's it just doesn't we don't just evolve this higher level of thinking for no reason. Right. That there's you know? a there's a, a plan. There's de- there's a definite connection, you know. There's a definite connection between um between our consciousness and the physical world. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I can agree with that. And I just uh you know, I just think that sometimes things are more difficult Cause why else wouldn't manifestation work? Right. You know, and that shit fucking works. Yeah. I mean, it really does. I mean, I'll give you guys uh, just a recent example. So a couple months ago, you know, I was really down and um, I've been pretty broke lately, not going to lie. And so what I did was I wrote down $100,000 and then I wrote above it savings account and I put it 
can see it right now. It's sitting here in the living room right up on the wall. I just taped it to the wall so I can see it every day. And I focus on that and think that's what I want to work towards. Yeah. I want to make that happen, you know? And I swear to God, like it was a couple weeks later and I got this uh, hit off of Indeed. You know, I didn't even apply for this job. This job found me. So it just really shows me that it was the universe working in my favor. And it's awesome, too, because the I'm not going to say what company it is, but all these people, they all believe in the law of attraction and and, you know, manifestation. And that's how they've all, you know, gotten their, you know, brought themselves success. And um, so I really feel like, you know, because basically this would be a, a commission based job. So I have potential to make a hundred thousand dollars or more this year. And so anyway, it's just, it's crazy how things like that happen. Um, I'll tell you another one real quick. Back in uh, 08 or 09, yeah, it was 09, um, I uh, I uh, basically, <laughs> I'm not going to say, but I basically was going through some really hard stuff. And I felt like I had hit rock bottom. And um, that's when my mom and her boyfriend at the time really started getting into the law of attraction and stuff. And they started telling me about it. And Jason was like, Courtney, you know, you're so upset and, um, you know, disappointed and everything right now. He's like, but you don't even know what could happen a year from now. You could own your own house. Okay. That was March 28th, 2009. On March 26th, 2010, uh, I signed papers on my first house. And it's just crazy how stuff like that happens, man. I mean, it literally, if you can backtrack your life, you can see where you were attracting negative things. And then when you were also like in the right uh, headspace and attracting good things, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's it's hard. Like, I'm not going to say it's not because, you know, in those times in life when you're really depressed, it's really, really hard to break out of that enough to utilize manifestation because you just don't care you know like at the base level like that's really what it is is like you just you're like whatever like whatever it doesn't fucking work right you know what i mean but don't tell yourself that because it's fucking it works yeah and it's crazy i mean so that i mean i'm really kind of there right now because i'm basically just you using that and but you know at the same time manifestation doesn't stop at the intention i mean you have to really start working towards bettering yourself um and putting yourself setting yourself up for success you Mm -hmm. know and even though even if you may not know how to do that at the time i feel like as long as you are um as long as you're coming from a good intentions and you're acting, you know, from love and you are, you know, kind of just really putting effort, true effort into bettering yourself, those things are going to come naturally, Mm -hmm. you know, and just eventually you're going to line yourself up, whether you realize it or not, you're aligning your future to, you know, manifest itself and happen, uh, you know, the way that you, um, have been you know hoping for right well and uh the law you know the law of attraction i mean it's the the basis of it is that negative negative energy will bring in more negative energy and that positive energy will bring in more positive energy 
And, and you know, I, I know that it can be extraordinarily difficult when you're in a negative mindset to kind of break free of that. And, you know, and I think that uh, something to, to be said is that, you know, if you are in, in a hard place where it's hard to sort of manifest goals for yourself or, you know, to set, I should say, set tangible goals and, um, you know, be in a positive and, and hardworking mindset, you know, that there are things that you can do, like, you know, going to therapy or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, seeing a, a psychiatrist or whatever. Those are like a physical level to start putting yourself in a position where you can look for opportunity yeah. and look for silver linings and bad situations so that you can start focusing on the good so that you attract the good. And I know right. like for me personally and, you know, having mental illnesses and, you know, experiencing those hard parts of my life where I was just like, whatever, fuck the laws of attraction, fuck manifesting. Right. I'm just trying to survive. It's yeah. really hard in those moments to be yeah. able to be like, okay, you know, I'm going to set tangible goals for myself so that I can bring about the future that I want to have. Right. Well, sometimes though, when you're in those, uh, in those situations mentally, I mean, honestly, it's, it's the hardest thing about it is that you're, you're, you're already feeling lost. So you don't, those goals don't just come to you. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes you need to be, okay, this is what I was getting ready to say a few minutes ago. You need to try, and this is the best thing that I do for myself when I'm really in a bad place. You know, this is like my best effort to break myself out of it. And that is to try to find inspiration anywhere, you know, whether you watch a, a, you know, feel good movie or um, you call and talk to a friend. Dude, I'm telling you, there's been so many times in my life where I just like was really down and I just called a friend and something that they said sent me into some sort of epiphany. Yeah. You know, and it, you I mean, you really just got to put yourself out there in those in those ways because um, that's how you're going to find inspiration to dig yourself out of the hole and to, you know, start um, having more positive out a more positive outlook towards your future. Right. And that, um, you know, finding, like I said, that's, and I feel like that ties into the silver lining thing is that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, every situation as negative as it can be. And, and I know that I'm, you know, I've seen some shit and it's not even remotely as bad as some of the people that I know who have experienced far more, you know, loss or death. Um, but still have this powerful, manifestation ability they you know they have found the takeaway the positivity in those negative situations whether it helped them to better themselves like cut an addiction um or um you know find peace or resolve in in a tough situation or you know it gave them an opportunity to maybe be an influence on another person you Mm -hmm. know you would be surprised at what bad things can do for you in a positive way Mm -hmm. that if um, you know, if we didn't experience tough times, then how could we know when things were good? Right. How could we um, find positivity and uh, how could we grow from stuff like that? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I talk about this in therapy a lot is that uh, uncomfortable situations um, and putting yourself outside of your comfort zone facilitates growth because you have to learn how to be uncomfy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. in, in those really intense, you know, emotional or physical moments, you find 
peace and you find strength and you find, um, you know, these silver linings that give you something to focus on that's positive. And it starts as something so small like that, like looking at a situation that's really bad and going, well, at least I have this, or at least this is going to happen. And that's that one split second realization that, okay, I, I can focus on this, this one thing I'm going to get out of it. That's really where the law of attraction sort of starts because once you find your focus on that one thing that's positive, um, it really goes further Mm -hmm. and grows from there into seeing negative experiences as an opportunity. And as Mm -hmm. somebody who like, so I'm in the service industry, I do like, you know, food service, whatever, I'm a server. Um, and uh, you know, it's an emotionally draining job and yeah. there are tables that are just really fucking shitty to you and right. it, you see it, you know, that's a negative experience. Yeah. And more recently, I'm, you know, trying to work on attracting more prosperity and more positivity and trying to search for those silver linings because in my, you know, previous years I've been really cynical and really only focused on the negatives and it felt like I wasn't getting any traction it wasn't really going anywhere with it and it wasn't necessarily that everything was bad all the time but it leaves sort of a, a feeling of unfulfillment mm-hmm. and through going to therapy and doing things on a physical realm and then on top of that utilizing uh, witchcraft to find more of a spiritual uh, presentation of um, you know what I want to get out of life um, I'm starting to really focus on, you know, finding the positive side of things and seeing negatives as an opportunity, not only for growth, but it, it can be an opportunity for absolutely anything. You mm-hmm. never know what is on the opposite side of that experience. And I think that really, for me, was the the turning point in seeing the law of attraction happen in a physical sense, um, that when you start on a mental level and on a spiritual level, even though it's incredibly difficult and challenging, when you start pushing yourself outside of those boundaries of comfortability, you recognize not only, hey, this is something positive, something tangible I can grasp a hold of and just try with everything that I have left in me to spin this in some sort of positive way, but then you start to see the physical results as well and how much easier it becomes to sort of work through these negative experiences and see them as an opportunity um, and in the past, you know, week, it's really, really manifested itself in a physical way. And to like give the definition of manifestation, it's, it's, you know, I feel like that's a, an overused, like spiritual white person term now, <laughs> but like at its core, it is about, um, seeing a, like a spiritual belief become a physical action or a physical thing, a tangible thing that Mm -hmm. you can, you know, see and experience with your five senses. And it's incredible that when you start training your brain, and it really is, it's a training, it's a practice, you have to do it every day or, you know, and, and really push yourself that when you start to do these things and force yourself to go, okay, I'm going to try and take something positive out of this, um, that, positivity really breeds itself Mm -hmm. and then you really start to gain traction it becomes easier the more you do it and the more you um push yourself you know through that negativity you it's not only surprising to yourself what you are capable of Mm -hmm. but it will surprise you in the way that it manifests itself physically and and the things that can come of it on you know physical realm like for me a server money that's a big one you know we all work we all want money and when you know you're kind of as a server it's like you are your own business and Mm -hmm. you're selling yourself and you're selling you know food for a company essentially 
that money is sort of at another person's discretion. Mm -hmm. But when you are focusing on the positive, seeing every table as an opportunity and that you're going to do the absolute best you can, no matter how mean they are to you, you would be surprised as to what can come out of it. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like in those moments, it's almost like you've separated from yourself and you're looking down on the situation, Mm -hmm. you know, because you, I feel like it really does feel like that though, because you're looking at it from a higher perspective. Like, well, I'm not going to get caught up with the humdrum of this or I'm not going to get let myself fall into negativity because of that person you know and you're able to kind of separate yourself where you would normally be reactive Mm -hmm. and just kind of I don't know it's like you gain this control um one of the things that I've really I don't know why just lately I've woke up one morning and I was like you know what I'm sick of letting things happen to me Mm -hmm. you know like, fuck that. I'm going to take control of my life. Like, and it's so empowering. When you start thinking like that, like, you're not going to let anyone stand in your way. You know, and it's just, it's really empowering and it helps you look at things from a higher perspective of like, I'm not going to let your shitty attitude affect me. I'm not going to let whatever happens today affect how I feel because I'm in control. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying that it's that easy because sometimes I'm, you know, I'm obviously, I have, you know, mental health issues um, that I work or that I deal with um, on a daily basis, but it really helps to reinforce. Okay, so what I've done literally the past four days, I've just started doing this um, because I'm trying to better myself and I'm trying to set myself up for success in my future. And so I thought, you know, one of the most basic things I can do is get my body healthy, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, it's a work in progress. Obviously I haven't like completely stopped drinking as much as I'd like or quit smoking yet, but I'm working on it. And, um, I'm also the last four days, every single morning I've gotten up, I've done yoga, I've done a little workout. Basically it lasts like 20 to 30 minutes. And The fact that I had control in that situation, that I made myself do that, nobody else made me do it, you know, and I got up and I did it and I didn't fight myself, you know, and I didn't like try to weasel my way out of it, you know, and when you start doing things like that, like setting an intention or a goal, like a small goal, and you're able to hit those small goals, you know, before you know it, like an average morning for me, I've already completed five small goals in the morning and it just, it sets the intention for the rest of your day. Yeah. You know, it sets you up to be that go-getter, you know, and, and to not fall to the wayside and let things control you, um, let situations control you and the way you respond, you know, if, I don't know, it's just, it, it all correlates, you know, once you actively start trying to better yourself your thoughts will improve your positivity will vastly improve and you know good things will come to you because of that yeah absolutely I agree with that and I just and I think it um you know when you when you do something like that you know you set yourself like a a positive morning routine because like I've got my own you know where I get up and I do you know my skincare routine and I go and I you know clean up a few things around the house because I want to stay on top of it I want to have you know a clean house yeah um 
that those small goals, you know, is, is, you know, do these five dishes that are in the sink or sweep the floor or whatever it is. When you set up these small goals for yourself and then you are able to accomplish them, whether, you know, uh, however much time you give yourself, I mean, I think it's important to be reasonable. We are only human beings, Absolutely. but that when, when you start making a routine out of doing something like this, it sets your whole day up for success. And the more, you know, of those those moments that you have you're like wow I've accomplished so much in this short amount of time or I've already got you know all this done and I have the whole rest of my day to myself whether you have to work or you don't um it really changes your mindset and uh, and it it makes you feel accomplished and yeah. then when you in, you know encounter these really tough times and it really increases I feel your self-worth yeah you know absolutely yeah and you know it and it starts allowing you to find strength through difficult periods because you know, you know, I'm still capable. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it kind of like reinforces, like that said, that self-worth, that value. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think value on self is really, really important. And that, you know, it should be found from within. And I know mm-hmm. it's really easy to try and find validation for yourself through other people. Right. I had a horrible time, a vast majority of my young and adult life doing Same. this. And that when you finally start to take control for yourself... And you go, you know, I'm going to find validity through me. I'm going to find worth through me because I am my own individual. No one else can be me and I cannot be anybody else. And at the end of the day, you you got to answer for your own You're, life. Yes, you know? absolutely. That, you know, it, it kind of, it's like a snowball effect yeah. really is what it comes down to is, uh, you know, you, you start small and then the more effort you put into it and the more you really push yourself the bigger this thing gets Mm -hmm. and then you know then and it can be a few days or weeks or years whatever you know down the road not only do you get to look back and see how far you've come but you get to look forward and see what you've created Mm -hmm. and I think that that's really important something to focus on you know even if it's one small thing that you start with that's still one thing that you did for just today yeah and that you would be surprised. It's like planting a seed, and you know, and it really these is massive. It's like I, you know, massive redwood trees. They started off as a seed. That's yeah. it. Definitely. Um, kind of going back to what you're saying on, you know, give yourself a reasonable amount of time or like reasonable goals. Don't overreach at first. You know, know what's within your power. Um, you know, if you feel like it's too much to go on a jog in the morning and then come home and do your little, you know, routine or whatever. Do small goals, you know? Start with taking a light walk around the around the parking lot or something and increase into doing a jog if mm. that's what you want to do. You know, or like um in another aspect like with my workout in the morning, I started off doing um like uh I think it was 10 push-ups and 20 crunches. And I know it's only been a couple of days, but I've li- increased that little by little. And today I did 30 push-ups and 40 crunches. And so, I mean, it's just, you can't, it's just like, um, you know, to each their own. Everybody has their own process. You know, if you're able to start like killing it from the get-go, that's you, man. Congratulations. I'm so happy that you can do that. Yeah. But a lot of people, including myself, you know, have to take baby steps because we have been living in our heads and in our, you know, own little world basically for yeah. so long 
that when you're trying to retrain your brain, you have to take baby steps. Otherwise, you're going to find like a huge disconnect. You're not going to be able to make yourself do it every day. You know, like, and don't be so hard on yourself. Um, that's another huge thing as well. Um, you know, everybody, I'm telling you, everybody's had a shitty year this year. Um, and, and to go even further, everyone has shitty moments. When yeah, you fall, you know, exactly. you fall apart, you relapse, you, you know, you don't do the things that you want to do for that day. And yeah. I think it, and it's not always that dire though. Like, yeah, okay. I understand. And you know, relating to addiction. Yeah. That's kind of like a bad you know right. what I mean? Um, that's kind of extreme, but, but it's, but usually nine times out of 10, you're making things out to be way worse in your head than they actually are. Um, because you beat yourself up, you mm-hmm. know, a lot, uh, which I know I do. Um, and I'm trying to be better about it, but, um, especially I've, that's something that I've really learned lately is just, you know, give yourself time, um, give yourself a break, you know, like yeah. stop I mean, yeah, it's good to be on the grind and on the hustle and stuff when you're there. But, like, you know, if you mess up one day, okay, pick yourself back up and try again tomorrow. Yep. You know, like, it's not going to kill you. Um, it's not that big a deal. Even if you have, you know, say you have $1,000 in backed rent or something that you need to pay. You're still going to wake up tomorrow, okay? You're still going to be able to figure it out. And it's not a lost cause. Like, there's so many different situations where I feel like people are so consumed by the um, big picture that they don't understand that they could be taking these small steps to, uh, you know, towards a, a solution. Yeah. You know, basically. Or, yeah. Absolutely. No, I absolutely agree in that, you know, uh, giving yourself, like, self-love and, and knowing yeah. that we are human and that we are imperfect you know, I like to think that perfect is a relative term. It's not yeah. literal. Um, you know, that you'd be, you will surprise yourself. And I really think that that's what it comes down to is understanding that we live within human means and human, uh, you know, restrictions. But that when you truly, truly, truly just put effort in, yeah. whether you make mistakes or not, that when you try, you can and you will. But you know what, too, I've noticed recently is that... When you do put in your best intention and put your best foot forward into something, it makes the it makes the uh, mistakes or mishaps seem not so bad. Yeah, a lot you know? smaller. Yeah, um, not as much of a big rain cloud following you around. Um, and I will just say that because recently I've had two different interviews at restaurants, okay? I've worked in restaurants for, I don't know, 15 years or something. Um, and I've n- almost never not gotten hired. Right. You know? Um, and lately, you know, I've been kind of on this uh, journey of kind of bettering myself and just trying to be the best me that I can be and like working towards that. And, um, so, you know, I, I had these interviews and normally when I don't get an interview, like when I don't score on an interview, like it really is a huge hit to my ego Mm -hmm. and it really, um, it really affects me. So, but lately, you know, literally the lat the past week I've had two interviews with two different restaurants and I gave great interviews um, you know, if that's one thing I'm good at, I really am good at interviewing, but 
you know, but neither one of them called me back, but I didn't, I mean, I literally haven't felt any hit to my ego whatsoever Mm -hmm. because I'm not focused on that. You know, I'm focused on, okay, little hiccup, whatever, keep moving. You know, like that is out of my control. Yeah. So I'm not going to subject myself to feeling negative about it because there's nothing I can do except for to pick myself up and try again tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and it, and it, it sucks because I've been there in those times where, you know, I don't want to even hear myself what I just said. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear it yeah. because it's, it, I can't relate on any level at certain times. So I get it, you know, it's hard. Um, but the best thing you can do is just try, you know, and, and that start really, small. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. And just like, you know, every every new day is just a new opportunity. And even when it's tough to just get out of bed, like, take that as a victory in itself. Like, you did it. You're here. You're yeah. still here and you're still fighting. Yeah. Even on your darkest days, like, you have survived thus far and you will survive this. And I, yeah. just, think, I just think that that's important to keep in mind is that... Um, the beauty of the human resilience, one of my favorite cards in tarot is strength and it's usually depicted as a woman with a lion and that it really is the, um, the strength of the human will and the desire to succeed and survive no matter what it costs and that the resilience from within. And if, you know, there's one takeaway that you could get from this whole podcast, it's just that you have the strength of your own will mm-hmm. and and that no matter what, the fire inside of you is never really out. It's always there. Mm-hmm. And it's just about finding a way to rekindle that. Yep. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, and and that's where you really start to be able to start manifesting more positive things in your life. You literally have to start at ground zero and work your way up. Um, but don't let that get you down because, man, I'm telling you, once... Once you get the ball rolling and things are looking up and, I mean, you're going to literally feel 100% different, like complete 180, you know, uh, because, oh man, it's just crazy because once things start happening for you, you get that feeling like, man, I know that this happened because... I made it happen, yeah. you know, because I intended intended for it to happen. I put myself out there and, you know, I made moves that maybe were even indirect, but still brought about this outcome, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's just so crazy how that works. Um, if, if you guys have never seen The Secret, um, it's literally a movie kind of, it's not, I mean, I guess you would call it a documentary, um, because it's all of these, uh people who have put this to work, all these famous people and all these successful people who have put the law of attraction to work and they give their life stories. And it's just absolutely amazing. Like how they started from nothing. And, you know, once they learned how to do it, man, they are killing it now. Yeah. And one of the big things that they uh, tell you is to proceed with love, you know, uh, proceed from love. Um, have, have good intentions, um, you know, try to be helpful, just anything, any type of positive emotion or anything positive that you can think of, try to emit that, you know, into everything that you do. And then you, there literally is no room 
left for negativity. Mm-hmm. There really isn't. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say that it's not always going to happen. Like, even though I'm trying to better myself, there's still my human moments where I get extremely annoyed for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, it just happens. But that doesn't mean that you're not completely capable. Right. You know? Um, let's think. Did we want to talk any more on, um, like, kind of honesty and forthcoming being forthcoming on uh, witchcraft and stuff um or anything else uh that you really feel that we need to touch on <laughs> no i probably we, I mean, covered it yeah okay we thought we were gonna do a little bit longer of an episode today but i guess we're gonna wrap it up after the hour so um yeah i guess hope you guys enjoyed this yeah. episode wow <laughs> yeah it went by so fast yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, all right, I guess that concludes episode seven. Seven, lucky episode number seven. seven. Hey. hey, that's a really interesting, like, number for this topic right. as well, you know? Uh, so yeah, um, if you guys have any, uh, any of your own personal stories on manifestation or, um, you know, spirituality or anything and how that's kind of positively impacted your life, um, please send us a message. We would love to, f- uh, feature that on a future episode um but yeah otherwise uh, you all have a very happy thanksgiving and uh we'll see you next week all right thanks again for listening